a priest, his brother, and a married guy walk into a podcast to discover the deepest truths of our day. If you're a seeker of ancient wisdom, interdimensional museums, and the Baltimore Catechism, then this is not the show for you. You're listening to the Untitled Catholic Podcast. And it starts right now. Episode 32 of the Untitled Catholic Podcast. I don't have a, a fancy... We don't have a fancy sports player to mention in this time like we did the last few times, but it is episode 32 of the Untitled Catholic Podcast. We got to hear Justin's voice last time, which was very exciting. Um, Nolan was at Cove Crest with a bunch of high school kids. So how are you after after that ordeal? How are you, Nolan Reynolds? I am flying the spiritual high. I had a great, great week. At uh, at at Georgia Life Teen Zone Cove Crest, one of my favorite places in the world, and a home away from home, and just an awesome, awesome experience. It's uh, one of the most fruitful and rewarding things we do, I think, at the high school. So I'm I'm pumped. That's good to hear. And as you can hear, because I'm doing the intro, which is never as good as Justin does it. Uh, we Justin's not with us today again. He's still being a, a road manager, so it was nice to be with him last time. Um, but it's and the, I got to I got to be with him two times. Uh, you only got to be with him one time. That's right. So but, I miss him. I, I miss him too. I, I I will have no problem admitting that Justin does a tremendous job steering the show. But the the good news is that today's guest is A, better looking than Justin, and B, um, much, even even cooler and hipper than Justin and more with it. Well, we're going to welcome I, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to agree to any of those things. This guy kind of looked like Justin. He's so your I'm, brother. Yeah. So, I, But if you're going to say that this person's better looking than him, that means they're also better looking than me. And I don't know if I could admit that. I think you need to in order to grow as a person. (laughs) (laughs) Returning to the podcast. It's Lent, darn it. Yeah, it is Lent. Her first, I guess, co-hosting gig? Yeah. Is Teresa Lucasio, known affectionately as Tilo. Hey. have we ever actually called out Teresa Lacasio on the show? I think she's only been to refer to as Tilo. Yeah, this is, it's yeah. basically the untitled Tilo podcast, although we haven't really talked about her in a while. No. I, I knew someone for like months, and they came up to me once, and they were like, what's your actual name? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, really? My name's Teresa, but yeah, my street name's Tilo, so, you know. And that's the most street thing about you, if yep. I could say so myself. Yeah, peace up. Hey, <laughs> yeah, so that's because Tilo helps you with um, your retreats. She right. does. So you're welcome for that. Yeah, Teresa's helped me in a lot of ways between retreats, babysitting. She's she's done it all. <laughs> I try. I try. You know. Did you, did you know that Nolan's second son is named after me? No, he's not. Why isn't he named after me? Because his name is Brett. Yeah. Your name is Father Sean. <laughs> I don't understand how you don't realize that that means he's named right, after. I well, think... we'll just move on. From it that works part. retroactively when he becomes a priest and he's Father Brett. He'll be like, <laughs> oh, he'll the father okay. part from Father Sean. Gotcha. Is he? Is he the one who said something about that? Yeah. Yeah. He wants. He wants oh. to be. He wants to be Father Brett. 
Oh, that's sweet. And he hasn't said it in a while. Said yeah. that said that boy to me. <laughs> oh yeah. That's all we need. I look at it, he'll turn him right. So a lot of times when we have somebody on, at least in this capacity, we often talk about how um, we got to know the person. So when I first met Tilo, I had heard a lot about her. I had heard all these things about Tilo, Tilo, Tilo. I preached a holy hour at um, St. Mary of the Isle in Long Beach. And I was saying hello to people after. And there was Tilo. Did you, I don't know if you, did you say your name was Teresa? Um. Maybe you were like, oh, you're the Tilo everyone talks about or something yeah. like that. I was like, hi, nice to meet you. And that's all <laughs> I said. Wow, you, why, but why does that sound bad? No. You make it just, sound like I was rude. By no, saying. no, you weren't rude. I was just like, oh, hello. Man with big beard. Yeah. <laughs> my beard was bigger than the beard that Nolan's rocking right now. Yeah. Not true. You did you you never saw when my, my beard covered my collar at one point. Really? Yeah. You never you know, saw that? I don't remember that. Well, that was pre-World Youth Day, right? It was post-World Youth Day. You had a beard in World Youth Day? No. That's why it was post. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, I'll believe you. I, I, I you know, know what? I'm just. Pre I'm, needs it's, before, it's Milo. It okay, I just after. understood it a little It's my turn to be in denial. It's fine. Say that again, Nolan. It's my it's my turn turn to be in denial. I'm just like convinced my beard is the most ferocious out there right now. It's so. a, it, well, it is the most ferocious out there right now, but it's not the most ferocious. It's definitely longer than Tilo's beard. That's true. <laughs> I, I remember <laughs> I remember one time I ran into Nolan and it was like I don't know if we knew each other really well, but you told me you made um teddy bears out of your beard. And that was weird. No, I don't believe I don't. I don't make them. I donate my my beard hair to to an organization called Beards to Bears. <laughs> Is that a real thing? And they <laughs> they, no make, that's, that's they make bears for sick kids. You're disgusting that you don't want a sick kid to get a nice teddy bear as a surprise. Not with your grizzly beard. <laughs> grizzly bear, grizzly beard. Hello. I it mean, natural. Better than that. I mean, talk about an organic movement of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> There's, that's not that. There's no way that's a real thing. If if you say so, I mean, <laughs> look it up. I feel like Tilo still believes that it's real. She's googling it no, right now. No, <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> it's like it's like that kid from the Super Bowl. That meme that went out. He had his phone in his hand when Justin Timberlake was next to him. And there's a Google search right next to his picture, and it goes, "Who is Justin Timberlake?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do. I do actually enjoy telling people that and watching people's reactions, because some because most people, unless they're like a good friend of mine, don't want to offend. So they're like, "Oh, that's that's really nice. That's such such a good cause." I, I love the older people in the parish who have no problem saying, "I hate your beard." Yeah, and I just want to say, "Well, I hate your face," but I would never <laughs> say anything like that. Oh my no. Gosh. We I'm not. A, I'm. Like I'm working on it. Nolan said earlier in the podcast. I, I'm. I still have work to do. Yeah. So no, how I, did you first meet Tilo, Nolan? I want to say, I want to say when you were in high school and I was a youth minister because you didn't know me in high school. I'm talking about Tilo. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, it's not about you. <laughs> <laughs> 
But the rally is a Father Sean wants, wanted the third segment to be about himself. So <laughs> yes, I wanted Tilo to say all nice things about me. Aww. Well, is that uh, really why I'm here? <laughs> no, we're just desperate. We've, oh. we've, we've burned all of our bridges for guests. You hear that? <laughs> you hear that? By the way, Father desperate. Sean, credit where credit is due. I just got your text and. You're right. My my memory did not serve me well. Your beard was absolutely more ferocious than mine. <laughs> it's probably because you never saw me in person while I had it. I think so, yeah. I think that's the deal. Because I never got invited to your house officially. No, no. Later. But you'll definitely be invited one day. Definitely. So you met Tilo when she was in high school. I Yeah, I want to say hey, because friends and classmates with some of my teens from my parents, I think we probably hour. Does that sound right, Tilo? Uh, yeah, I think I actually met you through Justin, and he, of course, Justin, <laughs> he introduces right. me to all these people. But he said, um, "This is Nolan Reynolds," and I was like, "Okay, I'll never forget that." <laughs> I but you don't, you don't greet me like that. I've noticed. Oh. <laughs> I'm just is stating it, a is fact. Is it true that all of your friends are somehow connected to Justin or I? Maybe not all of my friends. I'm pretty sure. I have, like... It's like six degrees of Justin Magaldi. <laughs> or me. Or me. <laughs> or Sean Magaldi. Okay. Yeah. You know, like, a good chunk, I would say. But, like, like you know them oh, because yeah, of yeah. one of us. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like 95% <laughs> at least. Are you telling everyone I'm a loser? No, I'm not saying that you're a loser. <laughs> I'm saying that you're forever indebted to the Magaldis. Oh, well. So, Tilo, did I did I meet you before I started working at Holy Trinity or after? I think Because I met... want to say we crossed paths before. Yeah, I think I met you before because I knew someone in your group. And he was like, this is my youth minister. And, so. and, and, and I think I had heard your name as being a legendary student at Holy wow. Trinity before I came because so you graduated, I think the year or two before I came there, but I think I had heard your name as being a legendary Titan oh, uh, from, go. from the, our former chaplain, a dear friend of all of ours. Right. Going down who's, in history. Who's never heard our podcast. Really? Right. No. Oh, that's okay. So, I will say one nice thing, and I can't promise anything else nice will come out of my mouth. So this, the real reason why we're having you He's on. He's already made this nice thing not nice by saying that part. <laughs> no, but he has to do that. Yeah, <laughs> it can't be like too nice because then it's not. It's just not. I've said some really nice I things. I know, too. I know, but it's. Anyway, it's not in our nature to be nice. We will do anything for the people that we're friends with. We meaning the Magaldis. Yes. Okay. But we <laughs> saying nice things is oftentimes not possible. We, we, <laughs> our actions speak louder than our words because we often don't say the words that maybe we should. But anyway, so I've, I've coined the phrase, the rise of Tilo. Mm -hmm. I've coined that phrase. And as we see, like people are starting to know who Tilo is. So when Tilo is, is famous in Catholic circles, right? When that day happens, I want everyone to remember that we had her on here first mm. and that we called the rise of Tilo. Ah. On this Give very credit, podcast. On this very podcast. Okay. Best kept secret. 
on the island. I don't think it's a secret anymore. No, the secret. The word is out. The word is out. Oh my gosh. The word is out. Dramatic. Drama llamas. How many schools have you done retreats for? Two. Two. How many schools have I done retreats for? One. No. What? Oh, no, I guess I, no, that's not true. I did two, two. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, hey. Two, so we're tied. And I have my own, we, I, I don't own the podcast anymore. I officially sold the podcast to John McQuaid. Yeah. Oh. And he's expecting his first child, which one of the stipulations of his ownership is to announce the birth of his first child. So hopefully the baby's not born between when we recorded this and when this airs. I think he should name the child something that starts with UCP. How would you pronounce that? UCP McQuaid? It has to be like... Like you. I was thinking like Ulysses, Chester, Patrick McQuaid. I was trying to be more exotic, but sure, Patrick. Pythagoras. Pythagoras. <laughs> In theory, would be a great name. A squared plus B squared. <laughs> oh Math jokes for days. Oh, and on that note, we'll be right. Welcome back to the Untitled Catholic Podcast. I think uh, since we're running out of ideas to fill the time without Justin, Nolan's going to bring back an oldie but a goodie. Nolan, tell the people what they want to hear. Well, it's been a long, long time since we put Father Shern on the hot seat, on the hot Shern, if you will, (laughs) and and gave him a story and asked him the question, where's the homily? So I got a story for you, Father Shern. Okay. So as I said, we uh, let the record show. Hold on, hold on. Let the record show. I've never heard this story before. Right. You're hearing this for the first time right now. Okay. At least in this form. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, as you all know, because I was, was mentioning before, we uh, we packed up the old coach bus and headed down to Georgia to Camp Covecrest. On the way to Georgia, um, which uh, we actually were stopping overnight in Virginia, so it was about a nine and a half hour ride that we had to do the first day. And on the way down... We stopped for lunch, making incredible time. So we gave the kids 45 minutes to go grab some lunch and happened to stop at this, like, um, mall, like, I don't even know, just huge shopping center that had, like, like right in the middle of the valley, had everything you could ask for. Actually, it was, it was in Maryland. And um, after lunch, kids come back and get on the bus, and the bus driver says to me, we have a problem. Um, the oil cell is leaking and it needs to be replaced. And I said, that sounds like something that's going to take a little time. And he said, yes. He said, I have to drive 30 minutes to go, uh, to, go uh, to the, the bus depot that can actually fix this thing. Um, 
He says, do you want to come with us? You want to come with me to the uh, to the depot and wait? And I said, well, we're just going to be waiting outside. We can't wait in the bus while it's being fixed. He said, yes. So there's probably no place for 35 people to just sit around and wait. And he said, no, probably not. So I said, um, look, there's a mall across the street. Drop us off at the mall. We'll kill a couple hours there. Well, a couple hours turned into four hours. And so we were stuck in the mall, waiting most of it in front of a JCPenney um, for the bus to come back. And after making um, great time to start the trip, we got in very late to our retreat house in, in Virginia that we were stopping for the night. But some of the things that happened um, while we waited, are uh, I uh, my phone died. And I panicked and bought a phone charger and bought the wrong phone charger and then found other means anyway to charge my phone. Um, we went into multiple stores over and over again. And they have these new things. I don't know if you guys have seen these yet called Zoomania. So they're these giant animals that look like stuffed animals, but they're like electronic and kids can ride on them. <laughs> Oh, around the mall. They ride through the mall, right? Yeah, it's like it's like ten bucks for like eighteen minutes. You get to like I don't know if that's the real price, but something really like move that. Fast. And they don't move that fast because that would be really dangerous. But you could ride all around the mall on this thing, and that's what most of the kids did for like four hours. It was incredible. And we, my friend, uh, myself, and and my friend, our chaplain. Um, we're trying to come up with a reason for why we would start off this mission in such strange fashion. Four hours stuck in the mall, sitting in the same display at JCPenney's, riding strange animals around the mall, <laughs> getting multiple <laughs> meals and snacks. Father Sean, I, I, I turn my attention to you. Where's the homily? I think a lot of times in our life, we could look at like situations and we can see how like what seems to be the case is not always the case, right? And and I think in our lives, there are peaks and valleys. And then sometimes the, the drop off of the peak is steep. So you can look at how well you're doing, making great time and all these other things and thinking, all right, we're, we're getting where we need to go and boom, boom, boom. And then that valley just takes a drop off and falls really fast. Um, that peak takes a drop off, it falls very fast, and you find yourself in a valley. And a lot of times in that valley, the minutia of life, the things that we have to work through, the things that we have to get through uh, are very ordinary and plain. And sometimes it could feel like it's like a never-ending cycle, like a never-ending ride on one of these animal bots. And when we're doing that, or like seeing the same store, JCPenney, over and over again, if someone's stuck in sin, we can seem like I'm never leaving this store of you name the particular sin. You know what I mean? Fill in the blank there. And it feels like you're never going to get out. It feels like almost like Groundhog's Day, where it's like the same thing over and over again. And in that minutia, I think sometimes we can learn things from that. I think God tries to teach us in those things that there is sometimes there are things extraordinary located in the ordinary. I, I, that's a bonding experience for the students that were there that I'm sure they'll never forget. Hey, remember that time we were stuck for four hours in that mall? That probably brought so many people closer together. And now because they all started that retreat or the, that experience with the same 
Like they 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 have those inside jokes and all those things ready to go, and they all had a similar experience that they can really bond with when they get to their their final destination. And I think so many times in our life, we have to look for God and that minutiae, that we could be stuck in sin, we could be stuck in a rut or whatever it may be, but God is present in that. And what is he trying to show us? So there's oftentimes a silver lining in, in very much in the ordinary. This is a master at work, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that is that is an artist. You just crushed it. Boom goes dynamite. <laughs> I think I think you have your homily for Sunday. You're ready to go. Speaking of homilies for Sunday, this past Sunday I wasn't supposed to preach because we had a missionary priest, and I was thinking like I found out like almost I guess it was like one thirty or so that I wasn't I wasn't gonna have him there. I was like, all right, what am I gonna say? And I'm thinking about a bunch of different things, and um, I had like as I was getting ready to to good out there. I had basically what I wanted to say. And we've been doing this new thing for Lent where we we say um, the prayer before uh, in preparation of Mass written by St. Thomas Aquinas, which is in the back of our Breaking Bread books, the missiles. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, as I'm praying that, I just felt like this overwhelming feeling that the Holy Spirit wanted me to take this thing in another direction. And I really, I really did not want to preach about what I ended up preaching about. But I had like six people after come up to me and because I started the homily by saying, listen, I wasn't supposed to preach. I wasn't expecting to do this. Um, and I was had something else prepared until just a few minutes ago. So you just bear with me. And I had like six people come up to me after and just be like, hey, that you were preaching to me. And I was like, well, thank you, Holy Spirit. And I'm glad that I listened to him. Because I don't know if I was really co- – you were there, Dilo. Was I coherent? Was it? Did it connect? Oh, yeah, for sure. You could hear a pin drop in the place, which, like, I didn't realize, like, okay, people are quiet during the homily, but they were quiet and, like, really listening. So it was It was, it was really an cool. emotional story, which is why I didn't want to preach about it. I would never, ever – I would never, ever, like, tell somebody who's giving a talk to – like just wing it, you know, don't prepare. I would always err on the side of preparation and outlining and put something together, gathering your thoughts. But I think when it's not your fault and when circumstances call you to speak and you kind of speak from the heart and, you know, use the old cliche, like let the Holy spirit work. I think, um, I think those are some of the best talks. And I think it sounds like that's what, what happened with you. I didn't completely wing it. The middle of the the talk was was basically still the same that I had kind of like prepared a few hours before. Right. Um, so I, I don't want to make it sound like I completely winged it, but uh, it, the the beginning and the end were. Uh, I mean, it was a story that I've told before, but not not to that many people, and it was kind of hard a hard story to tell. Well, you nailed it, my friend. But that that was I I love this the where's the homily thing because I always feel like I could take one of these stories that you and you know what you you were you were it's funny because you really I I didn't I didn't share this story in its entirety with you before the podcast before just now and actually that was what myself and and our chaplain were kind of discussing like when it first happened we we're like all right there's a reason for this something's gonna something good's gonna come out of this if it's frustrating right now. And, you know, we came to the conclusion that 
that time in the mall with the students forced us to break the ice like way earlier than we would have and forced us to like just bond and it actually like i would not have wanted the trip to to have been kicked off any other way like looking back on it now um it was really kind of cool and you're absolutely right like we were joking about it the rest of the week a matter of fact on the way home you know the the joke was like you know guys we're, we're almost home but we're gonna try to kill off four hours in the mall if we can <laughs> we're like, no, no, no you know but it was it was great so thank you for that thank you nolan and on that note That's pretty cool. That's how we're going to start the next segment. Yeah, we are. <laughs> Welcome back to the Untitled Catholic Podcast. That was Tilo clapping. Like, I don't know. What would you call that? A mouth clap? Um, I don't know, but only special people could do it. I can't do it. Right. <laughs> too early, too early. <laughs> I feel like we can't recover from that. Um, Let me throw in a real quick shout out before you go any further, before you start sure. with the, the last sure. segment here. The last segment we spoke about um, homilies and preaching. And uh, I have to shout out our buddy, seminarian Paul Clores, who preached recently about the Untitled Catholic Podcast. <laughs> and, um, I, which I thought was really cool of him to do. And he does listen to the show. Um, but what I what I find really funny about it, um, he preached during a daily mass. And I asked him the question. I said, Paul, let's be honest. Does the crowd at daily mass really know what a podcast is? And he said he referred to it as an online radio show. <laughs> That's why I just explained it to the pastor. <laughs> and they got it. They got it. So they were they were with it. It's on the interweb. It's a, it's on the the internet. <laughs> yes. How do you? How does one get this from the internet? Do you need the internet? Dude, <laughs> today. He was, give it to me. Give he it got to a me. he got a new car and it has Wi-Fi in it. So he's like, so you do you need Wi-Fi in your car to listen? I said, well, it's not going to hurt. But I don't know how. I don't know how. Like, I don't know how that works. I'm like, I'm not really sure how it works either. Do you want me to figure out? He's like, Nah, I'm not going to use that. And I'm you like, most right. definitely don't need Wi-Fi to listen to the show. No, you can download it ahead of time. Yes, and he, and it was it was just funny trying to explain it, but th but that's that's asking people to to commit to uh, not only listening to it but to downloading it first and right. applying it to the uh, proper uh, channels. So, but he was like an hour. That's a long time. I said forty five minutes to an hour, and he's like, "What?" I said, "People don't sit down and like, okay, I've I've now cleared my schedule. And I'm going to listen." People, you listen to a podcast when you're commuting, when you're doing something else. No one really sits down and like just stares at the wall and listens to <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, this is not like the 40s where the family gathered around the radio in the living room. <laughs> Sips your tea and you're like... <laughs> Although if, if if any listeners out there actually do that, like sit down on the couch and just listen to our podcast, I want to meet you. God bless you. Yeah, send yeah. us an email at the un at untitledcatholicpodcast at gmail.com. You got, you got, Kilo, do you listen, do you li aside from our podcast, because I already know the answer to that. It's a, a resounding yes. But um, right. do you listen to any other podcasts? Um, well, 
all my time is really just listening to the Untitled Catholic podcast. But when I could squeeze one in once in a while, yes. <laughs> that's a no. I'm, I'm going to say that's a, that's a hard <laughs> no. That's a hard no for sure. No, I've listened to uh, Catching Foxes. That one's good. Um, You've listened to an episode, of, episode Catching of Catching Foxes that, that I told okay. you to listen to. Okay, so <laughs> I've listened to it. Good. Okay, so I listen to a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Don't try to make yourself look cool. I'm listening right, when, to this one. <laughs> when you, you heard, mean now or when it gets right released? now? Right now. <laughs> when you heard said podcast, when you listened to said podcast, were you in your car? Uh, yes. That's that's really what I'm driving at. Most people are listening to this thing. I see what you did there. That's what I'm driving at. Oh. That's what I'm driving. That's all I'm driving at, really. <laughs> so I'm gonna put Tilo on the spot right now. On the spot. On the spot. I'm in favor of it. On the spot. <laughs> cool. I, love I on the spot. like the story that you often tell about um, saying yes to God and how saying yes to God gets you to certain places. I would really like you to tell that story right now. Okay. I kind of go, go, go. (laughs) Um, so where does this all begin? Um, so, well, I was in high school and I was hanging out with my friends, you know, but I was always trying to live up to this like expectation. I really put my value in, how they saw me and I needed to be a certain way because they were interested in these things, these things um, that I really wasn't interested in. It just didn't appeal to me. I wasn't that like, just didn't draw me. Um, But I, I went, I hung out with them when they were like hanging out at parties and stuff like that. And like, it just never was good for me. It didn't satisfy. So um, I got very involved. Um, in like a service trip that Holy Trinity offered. Um, And then after that, I started getting involved in campus ministry. So I actually went to a holy hour that the diocese offered. And I've never been to any holy hour. I heard there was dodgeball afterwards. So I said, okay, I'm going to go. My friends invited me. So I was like, yeah, I'll check it out. I got there late. And I was like standing on the sides. It was a crazy amount of people. I didn't realize there was like a line to get in. It's like, what is going on? Um, so I kneeled down because they said like, please kneel. And then they put the monstrance on the altar and there's just like this beaming light at the Eucharist. And then they're using the incense. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, what is going on? Um So I'm just kind of going with it. I see everybody around me kind of reverently praying. Um, And then there, the song came on, which was Lord, I need you. And just kind of reflecting on like what situation I was in and the friends I had. um, I felt like I was missing something in my life. And I started to sing the words to that song, not really realizing what I was saying, like, Lord, I need you. Lord, I need you. Lord, I need you. Um, And then there came a moment where I felt like everything in me, all the walls that I built just kind of like broke down. And I just started crying. (laughs) Maybe it was because I was a baby or maybe... Um, I believe it was truly me just saying, yes, Lord, I do need you. 
Um, so I felt like God was truly calling me in that moment to just say, like, yes, let down my pride, stop living for everybody else and like live for him. Um, so like dodgeball came and it was fun or whatever. And I, I started going to these holy hours often. Um, and I particularly remember walking into a holy hour and like these two guys were, were talking, um, beforehand and it was, it was good. <laughs> And then um, afterwards, we went out to like um, a diner. So at this point, I was in college after high school, and um, I met this guy who was on the altar talking. It wasn't like during the holy hours, right beforehand. And he goes, "Hi, I'm Justin," and I was like, "Oh, hi, my name's Teresa." And like by that time, my name was Tilo. So. Um, so we got to talking, I got to know him well. And then at that diner, like we were all just sitting around and he said to me, and at that point in my life, I was involved in a scholarship program where I needed to go to mass at um, 530 at St. John's University. And I was very committed to that. I needed to go. And um, he leaned over to me and he said, do you want to teach confirmation classes at uh, the parish in Long Beach? And in my head, I just said, um, well, I'm trying to work it out in my head. And I was like, well, I don't know. And then my campus minister at the time from Trinity just leaned over to me. Um, well, she was my campus minister. And then while I was in college, she was still working at Trinity. She leaned over to me and said, you should say yes. Hmm. And I don't know what it was. I didn't think about it not working out. I just felt the need to say yes. Um, and maybe it was because of her push or I really believe that the Holy Spirit kind of guided me to say yes to that. So I said yes to that. Um, I started teaching in Long Beach and it was really kind of tough because I was going to mass at St. John's in Queens and confirmation classes started at 7.30 in Long Beach. So it was 5.30 to 6.30 was mass. I said like goodbye for like a second and then I ran outside, ran to my car, um, didn't speed, don't speed kids. <laughs> and then I got to Long Beach in like an hour. And like every time I was like, am I going to make it? Am I going to make it? Every time I made it. Um, so I did that for two years. And then, um, so that was while I was in college. And then, um, I was really worried at that point in my life. I mean, I'm a worry ward, but um, at that point, I was particularly worried about what I was going to do for the rest of my life. And I didn't know. I declared um, my major in hospitality management and my major in theology. And I just was like, I really like theology. Um, I like hospitality, too. So I was torn. And I was like, there's you always hear there's no jobs. There's no jobs. There's no jobs. So in my, in my mind, there was no hope. And um, <laughs> I remember this as clear as day. I went to bed um, because I was so worried. Like I was so anxious. I was like, I need to take a nap. And um, I previously got sleep it off. <laughs> oh, and before before I forget, um, the two people that were on the altar during that holy hour were Justin and uh, Father Sean <laughs> sitting right next to me. So that was I, really I cool. Knew that. Um, you knew that. The people may not have known that. But anyway, um, so I happened to meet Father Sean at a holy hour um, in Long Beach when I was volunteering there and got to know him for like five seconds. So 
I received an email from him before my nap, um, my anxiety nap. And I figured it was about <laughs> like working a retreat or something like that. So um, he said, like, can I give you a call about this? So, all right, whatever. That was like a few weeks before this. Now I'm going to bed. I'm like, my heart's restless. I need to just take a nap. So I did. And um, <laughs> about 30 minutes into the nap, I get woken up by a phone call um, from Father Sean. And he said, um, I may have an opportunity for you. And I'm like, all right, like, what could this be about? And he says, um, would you be interested in being the youth minister here in Smithtown? And I, no joke, I froze. And I was like, I'm here worried about what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. I wake up mm. with like a job offer. It was crazy. Yeah. And I just, again, did not know how I was going to swing it. Didn't know what I was signing up for. But that same like feeling um, kind of came over me when I was in Holy Hour um, that first time when I was singing, Lord, I need you. And that, that time in the diner when Justin asked me to teach confirmation and I just was moved to say yes. Um, so I did. And I'm here on the podcast right now, <laughs> working full time at St. Patrick's. And, and you, you would never have had this this great joy of being on this podcast if it wasn't for all that. So that's what it's all been leading to, right? Right, right. So the rise of Tila. <laughs> no, I mean, I, honestly, though, I love I love your story because it is so simple and so profound. Like it's it's just a consistent like just a consistent yes that you that you said to god and i'm sure you had moments where you struggled with it but like the major moments like when it came down to it you took the plunge and you said yes and that's something i even look back on my own life tilo and just say like you know there were so many times where i should have said yes i mean it's something that our blessed mother teaches us and it's so simple and yet so hard to do sometimes in our own you know when we have our own plans and our own devices and our own vision for things but, um, I mean, you are proof that you say yes to God. Um, if your immediately, immediate response to him is yes, you're going to be rewarded for it. Yeah. And you know what? Like, I feel like I'm the type of person that it really needs to be obvious when there's, like, <laughs> a sign or something like that, whatever you want to call it. But um, I always tell the kids, like, Moses – um, God came to Moses in a burning bush and that only happened once. Like yeah. these weren't crazy burning bush moments. They were just like little subtle moments with friends and just like people who cared about me. And, um, I really felt like God inspired them to just like ask me the question. So I feel they, like they were, they might've been subtle, but they were real to you. I mean, you, you know, you mentioned that, right. that moment in adoration where like you can, you can remember clear as day and, you know, you said, you know, maybe it was just because, you know, it was, you know, I get emotional or whatever, but like that was real. Like if I think that the fact that you remember it clear as can be to this day, because I've had moments in, in adoration or prayer or just, you know, feeling God's presence that I probably should have wrote, wrote down because I can't remember it. But then I have other moments where like I remember them like they were yesterday and I can actually, if I'm in the right place, can like actually put myself back in that moment and put myself in that place. And those moments kind of serve. And it sounds like you had that moment um singing lord i need you in, in adoration and so that so that was very real mm -hmm. yeah it might, it might not be a burning bush moment so to speak but in some ways it kind of was 
Right. Yeah. And I feel like um, God's always asking, you know, and it's like up to us to say yes. And it's in like, like I said, those, those moments where you're like, you feel like you should, you know, mm -hmm. and that's the Holy Spirit being like, yeah, you should. Um, awesome. And I, I, I mean, I knew I was going to ask this question before, um, which is part of the reason why I, I mentioned what I said about that homily on Sunday, because I think when we ask that question, uh, when we when we when we feel that tug from God and and, and we we say yes, it's it doesn't just affect us; it affects countless numbers of of people. Um, and I can see like just your presence here. I can see the people that that affects. And that, and, and when the way God works is that we can't always see. It. There's that ripple effect, right? And sometimes we can only follow one one line of um, of the ripple, right? So after I preached yesterday, you know, the few people that came up to me and said that they needed to hear that, right? Those people, who knows how that's going to affect them, and then how that will affect the people that they encounter and they work with, and how how that can transcend. So your yes to coming here, you we can't even see the impact. I mean, there are certain students and certain kids that we can we can say like you know the ones that thank you and the ones that maybe send you a letter saying they they go to mass wherever they go to school because of something that you said like that's a mm. that's a big thing yeah and hold on to those things and who knows how that person is going to affect you know right the, whoever they come in contact with and then there's all the people that don't say anything to you mm -hmm. that that are being affected and it may not be right now but it might be 10 years from now, 20 years from mm -hmm. now. And that's one of the things we were talking about with, with Father Rob. So saying yes to God, it's like the ultimate pay it forward. Like it's like, it, because it's, it's in ways that are in obvious and not so obvious and subtle and, and, and it, it goes on and on and on. And, you know, it's, it's liberating for, I think for us as humans to say yes to God, to give up that control is just, it's an incredible, incredible, practice in in our true humanity and and in in you know touching fingers with the divinity so to speak but it's it's absolutely like it absolutely has an effect on other people um that's it's it's way more contagious than any you know random act of kindness when we really say yes to god whatever that is that is when people stop that is when lives change and and hearts break and it's so, it, yeah, and it's just so amazing. And it's not easy to say yes. No. And it's not easy a lot of times the things that happen after uh, after we say yes. Mm -hmm. I was going to say that. Like, saying yes doesn't mean like, okay, like, I'm not going to struggle or I'm not going to have obstacles. Like, no, saying yes means you're going to grow because, mm -hmm. and you're going to suffer. And, like, we just need to see that, like, we when we suffer we are like becoming more like christ like he suffered like every pain every like heartache ever and um like it's tough to see in the moments where you're like why did i say yes to this in the first place this isn't worth mm -hmm. it um but then like we have to remember that there's glory in all of this and um like like father sean was saying that like the people you impact when you say when you do say yes, even if it's in like just running an event or 
helping someone on the street or doing whatever um, that it may inconvenience you a little bit, but it's definitely for the greater glory. So it's so funny because it's like, we're saying like, you know, I didn't, I didn't ask for this cross. What is this cross doing here? And we know fully that saying yes to God means, you know, taking your cross, but yeah. think about Mary, right? Yeah. Mary's yes brought about the salvation of the world. Yeah. absolutely. And what did the angel say to her before? Don't be afraid. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and we've we've said this so many times before on this podcast because we've we've talked about Mary in the past, but I don't care. I'll say it again and again because I love her. So keep talking. It's important. Her. I love Mary so much. And I, I can't I can never wrap my head around why anyone wouldn't want to follow her lead when her lead is to say yes to God. And, and the, 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 there's can only be good that can come from that. You know, to have Mary as a model and as an example and as a witness, there, there literally is not a better way to answer God than to say yes with all with my whole heart. And that's what Mary does. It changed the world. And we change the world when we say yes to God. And just diving in, right? Just diving in because mm -hmm. you could have said yes and, and, and had one foot in the door and one fit in, like and on safety. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. okay, God, I'm going <coughs> to cough uncontrollably. <laughs> I could say. You could have said yes. And Too bad we don't have any kombucha for you to drink right now. <laughs> uh, what was that mineral water from uh, Mexico? Oh, is it El Topo? No, that's some weird movie I had to watch in film class. Topo no, Chico. I think it was. Topo Chico. Topo Chico, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But um, I want to be sponsored by them. I would love that. Then John McQuaid would get some of his money back. <laughs> right. It would be good for all of us. But I digress. The, un the untitled Topo Chico cop podcast. Uh, <laughs> but when when we have one foot in in the yes and one foot out, it's like when you go to dip your foot in the water and you feel realize it's a little cold and you don't want to quite jump in. Yeah. It's like hokey pokey. Mind. Like what? Like the hokey pokey? Put your left foot in, put your left foot out. It's just hokey pokey. That's all it is. Gotta is go the hokey all pokey. in. Don't be a hokey pokey. <laughs> go all in. Don't be a hokey pokey, kids. <laughs> it's a great example, actually. Because the hokey pokey. <laughs> I'm laughing because that is Shake really it all good. about. No, the hokey pokey is something like. If, if they played that at a wedding, you'd be like, what the heck are they doing? But if you just like bought in, if you just like owned it, like if you were like, yeah, the hokey pokey's on and you got into it, that could be a moment. You put that your whole self a... in, you put yes. your whole self out. Put your whole self I think, I think Spork needs to do on. an updated version of the hokey pokey though. <laughs> the fanny pack, hokey pokey. Yes. <laughs> it's a fanny pack. Yeah. Version of uh, the hokey pokey. Well, thank you for saying yes to this podcast, Dilo. <laughs> no problem. We just ended with a hokey pokey. Reference. <laughs> not ending. We're not ending with the hokey pokey. That's right. We got to find a question. I refuse to end <laughs> with the hokey pokey. You might even edit that out completely. No. No, I might edit the cough out. But if I don't, don't edit the cough out. I feel like like every time you listen to a podcast, people are always like, oh, we'll edit that out. Well, sometimes I really do edit it out. Okay, yeah. people? 
Okay? And you'll know exactly what we edit out just by signing up for Patreon. Which we don't have yet. Right. But our advisors, our financial advisors, have recommended that we can. But that plug will work retroactively one day. Yeah. See, let's make it all these faces. You know people can't see you on the podcast, right? She keeps fixing her eyebrows. Brows on Fuliki Flee. <laughs> we don't need some hokey pokey brows. <laughs> Is that a thing? Or did you just make this up now? Like, this... I just made it up. This is this is this is a thing now. <laughs> that might be our fourth shirt. I don't know what it means, but I'm gonna start using hokey pokey in Yo, my everyday parlance. Some hokey pokey eyebrows going on. <laughs> yeah. Who oh, did your eyebrows? I could think, I could think of a kid in, in the school that has hokey pokey eyebrows. And I'm gonna write it in the message board so that Tila will start laughing. What what is that, what, what makes the eyebrows hokey pokey anyway? You I know what makes them hokey you pokey. Know. When it's... you see hokey pokey eyebrows, you're like, yep, that's some <laughs> that's some HP eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> Capital HP. <laughs> I think we have the title for our uh, podcast episode. I already I already know it. What you said, hokey pokey. <laughs> Oh, snakes in a basket. <laughs> Fiddlesticks. Oh. So, Nolan, do you have a final question for Tilo? Oh, man. Yes. Yes, I have a very important question for Tilo, in fact. Okay. Are you ready for the question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Tilo, <clears throat> it's been... One How week long? since you looked at me. <laughs> <laughs> I actually was hoping you would say that. Teresa <laughs> 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 uh, Lacasio, it has been approximately a year and a half that you've been at St. Pat's in Smithtown now. Is yeah, correct? Just, oh, it's, it's, like it's actually two. Almost, two almost two in okay. April. Yeah. So um, having worked with Father Sean, under Father Sean, with Father Sean, beside Father Sean for two years, what would you say, um, having worked with him and having this experience, what would you say is the, the most challenging thing about working with Father Sean? Um, she's tearing up. <laughs> it's it's okay. It's okay. Your 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 answer is safe here on the Untitled Catholic Podcast. Nobody of consequence is listening. Well, I would definitely say the most challenging thing, uh, maybe when he used to like. Amen. Oh man! Oh, yeah. oh, we really wanted to hear the answer to that oh, question. Yeah. I wanted to hear the answer to that question too. I was tempted to just let you talk, but <laughs> nobody made me do the hokey um... pokey for the interview. <laughs> <laughs> the most challenging thing is him and his hokey pokey eyebrows. <laughs> I'm starting to get hokey pokey eyebrows. <laughs> I mean, you gotta get him hokey plucked. <laughs> in your position, what else is there to shoot for? I prefer right? hokey threading. <laughs> Can you read this? 
<laughs> hold, the, hold on, talk. We can only read it if you talk. Can you can you like see it though? Can like can you you can you see what I'm showing you? Yeah. It's a it's a tweet from Father Duffy. It's a retweet from Father Duffy. Yes. Our boy. Our boy. Father Duffy led us to the best day we've ever had. We are, as the kids say, slaying this podcast world. As Dozens of people have listened to us today. Dozens. No, we can't. We're, right. we're almost at the point where we can't like make self-deprecating jokes about the podcast anymore. It's I, kind I, of mean, I, I don't know when. when I, I, I would say if we get 500 downloads for an episode, maybe then we can't make jokes anymore. Yes. But we're not That's there yet. <laughs> we're not, we're, we can't even say. We can say that we almost have 100, 100 listeners. Right. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we should start bragging yet. You gotta start somewhere. Though. And I'm not. I'm still not sure if it's just my mom listening over and over again. Are you putting yeah. this on air? Excuse me for being hype. On air? Like on? What, like on a real <laughs> internet radio show? <laughs> what, what you? You want to edit it now? You want us not to put this on there? No, put it on. You could download on. this on Prodigy any day now. So, do you have anything that you'd like to say, Tilo? Anything you'd like to, any closing remarks? Stay in school, kids. Say yes. Don't the be Jesus. a Don't be a hokey pokey, kid. <laughs> what do you think is worse, being a hokey pokey kid or a bagel kid? <laughs> Definitely a hokey pokey kid. That's a post right there. You can't recover. You can at least not have a bagel for lunch. <laughs> you know what? Before we wrap, I have to clear something up. Okay. Father Sean. If somebody enjoys a bagel for breakfast once or twice a week, that does not make them a bagel kid. No. For We're breakfast? talking about kids that eat a bagel for lunch. Yeah, you can you can eat as many bagels as you want for breakfast, and you're not a bagel kid. You're only a bagel kid if you show up to lunch with just a bagel. Yes. And the, the level of bagel that you have. If it is a plain bagel, that is the most bagel kid you could possibly yeah, be. Yeah, that's the bagelist, bageliest of bagel kids. Yes, a plain bagel with nothing on it is as bagely as you can be. Right. The bagels you buy at school—they already have like a chunk of butter on them. Yeah, like that's wrapped like, in cellophane. Right, those, that's that's the definition of a bagel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Robbie, right. who we've talked about, <laughs> Robbie is a bagel kid. The legend, Robbie. Right. Yeah. Right. I'm, just, I'm, I'm just happy that I'm <laughs> some people were worried that they weren't allowed to like bagels at all. I said no. No, you can. Lo I love bagels. A bagel in bagels the morning. Too. The bacon, egg, and cheese on a bagel? Come on. Blueberry bagels are my favorite. Blueberry bagels? Yeah. Huh. I've never had one. They're good. Well, All right. do you have anything that you'd like to add, Nolan, or was that your thing? Dominate your bagels and your biscuits. <laughs> and God bless everyone who listened to the podcast. You've been listening to the Untitled Catholic Podcast. See you next time. Is this the episode?